So Rayim Tov, we continue in the Sefer Bayam Dar Kecha. We're discussing the Avoda of Yom Kippur. We are on subsection Dalit. And we said there are two Avodos, specific Avodos, based on what we said to accomplish what Yom Kippur is meant to provide us. So <clears throat> from the words of the Arizal, we find the following two Avodos. The first Avoda is to reveal the inner light that is even in the lowest items of the world where the light is generally concealed and to see even in them there is the unity of Hashem. And that's why we say that even people that are very far away from Hashem, <coughs> many of them still come to Shul and Yom Kippur because that inner light shines and they don't know why they're coming to Shul, but they're coming to Shul. And that is to recognize that to to, uh, to, um, to to think about it that everything, even physical things, even something that has no good and has no uh, uh, and no life, but still it has the light of Hashem that gives it life, and to condition ourselves to see everything as only a tool for the light of Hashem and not as an as, as an independent object. And included in that, once I see that, included that is doing tshuva for the Averos. Because we said an Avera is really looking at some, is, is, is in an area that's very low. And there is concealed the light of Hashem. When you're doing an Avera, you don't see any godliness there. And the actions that we do are against Hashem. You say, oh, this is not a godly thing and I have nothing to do with God here and I'm just going to enjoy myself. So now when you recognize that everything is the light of Hashem, even the Averos are the light of Hashem. And we'll talk much more about this at the Shabbat Shuvah Drash. Hashem. It will cause us to reveal the yearning that we have for Hashem to return to Hashem and regret all the mistakes that we made. And as we explained, that itself is the actual repair of the sin because it retroactively reveals that you never wanted the evil. You only wanted the divine light that was concealed within it, and that gave you the urge to want that, even though you made a mistake, and you think it's the evil itself. But that's only because it was concealed and it confused us. But now that the inner aspect is revealed, we regret the mistake and we recognize the truth. And in footnote, Kufmem Dal, he says, and when a person leaves the mistake of the klipos of nature, then he accepts upon himself to enter the world of Emuna, And therefore he is saved from all sins and all stumblings because they all are coming, uh, they're, they're following now the nature of how they should really be. So he gives an example. Let's say the aspects of anger, fear, and jealousies. Now, where do they come from? It just works by nature. For example, a person thinks that someone did something bad to me. That's what nature. You get angry at him. Uh, if a person goes after the mistake of the klipa, he thinks that somebody else had the power to hurt me, and therefore I'm afraid. If we come to the mistake and think that a lot of effort is going to help a person, because that looks natural, so he falls into the pressures and worries of how am I going to get the job done? And he may even fall into stealing or Lush and Hara. So all these Averos, they're rooted 
in a blemish of Amuna that we think everything goes by nature and the tithes that the Klippas have. So when we're looking at our tshuva, okay? So I imagine that during the year, many people did an Avera based on anger. They yelled at people. Someone was uh, afraid of something happening. They didn't want to have time. So they resorted to doing something that was usher because of that. Or just being jealous of someone else. So that all comes because we figured nature's running the show and not Hashem. So you figured, well, somebody hurt me, I'm not going to forgive him. No, no, no. And you have to forgive him. But he hurt me. He did something bad to me. He says, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Hashem wanted this to happen. Don't blame this guy. This guy's got an issue, but don't. the problem we have is the hurt. You could forgive, but the hurt is still there. How could he hurt me? He didn't. Hashem. And Hashem hurts you for your own good. And all you got to do is, 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 is clear the slate with this guy. We work too hard. We spend too many hours at work, none of time with our family. Why? Because we're afraid. We're afraid we're going to fail. We figure we have to do a lot of effort. This is all nonsense. So if you come to the core of everything, what's the core of your Parnassah? In the words, it's Hashem's light is the core of the Parnassah. Hashem's light is the core of why that guy did something bad to you. And it's Hashem's light that's making you afraid. Not that person. And if you realize that, and if it's Hashem's light, they really shouldn't even be afraid. So the main aspect of tshuva is to recognize the true godliness that's there and live with that. And you're saved from all fallings. Every challenge you have, you've got to realize... It's Hashem is just trying you out. That's all. And you made a mistake. Okay, Hashem showed me where I'm vulnerable. Okay, that's it. So I'm vulnerable in this area. I'm not living as a divine person because I've made these mistakes. And therefore, once you come to that reality that it's all these details in the ugliest places, is the energy of Hashem because Hashem wants you to realize where your mistakes are. He could have just ignored you. Why did he have to have the person upset you so much? You could have not met him. Why couldn't God make our children easier to raise? Wouldn't that be a lot easier? Why did they drive us nuts? Because that's showing the weakness that you have. Hashem saying, this is where you're weak. Not just with your kid. It's this Mita is where you're weak. You don't see Hashem in everything in this life. Once you say, now once you say everything is Hashem, then you look back at all the mistakes and say, what a fool I was. And therefore I'll do tshuva. That is step one of our avoda. In hey, he goes step B. The second step, as the Rizal says, doesn't have to necessarily deal with things that are low, but since we have a tremendous light of bina, that illuminates on this day. And we have a great clarity and understanding that everything was created just to reveal Hashem's light. And there is nothing but Hashem. Now arouses in our hearts a strong desire to get closer and closer to Hashem. And therefore he will reveal even more to us and with a love of the illuminated face. So that's the next step. It's a positive step. Because now we're turning to Hashem with a strong yearning 
So Hashem turns to us and lets us see some of that, feel some of that light to recognize this truth. And therefore, we elevate to higher levels more than we had on Rosh Hashanah. Even though on Rosh Hashanah we wanted to change from back to face and to choose that. But relative to our feelings now, the full face now makes Rosh Hashanah's face backwards compared to that. There's levels upon levels of levels of getting closer to Hashem. And what yesterday was considered closeness, yeah, but now to see it in every little detail of all the things that are so low, that's even a clearer illumination. And the reason why this light on Yom Kippur shines more, because as we said, the light of Hashem is shining in the creatures, not just through a recognition that Hashem is Enod Movado. Therefore, it clear, it's clear more. That means when I now, okay, by Russia, I said, okay, it's all Hashem. Hashem, I want you. I want to be with you. I choose to be with you. I want to have a face-to-face relationship with you. But not when you get in the darkest and ugliest places. And you can say, I want to be face-to-face with you in the darkest and ugliest places. That's, when we're coordinating the king, oh, the king, he's amazing. I just want you. I, I, I have a choice. To want you and not want you. I want you, I want you, I want you. Yeah, but a lot of times the chef says, but I show up in places that you may not want. Yim Kippi got to say, no, I want you even then. Okay, and that's the core of the relationship is even when it's dark, you want even then. Okay. A point number six so therefore, what, when are we supposed to have what kavanas? So he says when we're davening Mariv this Sunday night, Shachris and Musaf Monday morning and early afternoon, we're involved in the first avoda of revealing God even in the lowest places from the depths of our souls and even with the sins. And therefore, we, and the main kavana, like we said before, is during Zohreinu Lachaim. To really understand what life is all about, just like by Rosh Hashanah. So we say, Zachreinu, we accept upon ourselves the yoke of heaven, even in the lowest places, where I would have given up hope of seeing that. And after Zachreinu Lachaim, we want to go higher and higher, okay? And not enough just to accept the yoke of heaven, but bring up and feel even there that he wants Hashem. And it's mevatl to him even in the lowest of places. And that's why we'll say a lot of the tfilos of, uh, of, of, the, of this day reflect this idea. And therefore, even my sins are part of it. When we get to mincha and the ilah, we're working on the second avoda, that now, a higher level, we want to face Hashem and we're yearning to see the light in the clearest way. I turn to Hashem and I want that light directly from him in the highest way. So he concludes, he does like two conclusions, I don't know why. So it like repeats himself a little. See, Yom Kippur is the day that Hashem reveals the inner core and therefore we don't involve ourselves in externalities like eating and drinking, only with inner realities. And on this day is revealed the inner reality of the world that everything is the light of Hashem. And therefore, it's revealed that there's nothing, there's no such thing as, as true tivus and Averos. 
and the inner core of the soul is revealed that we're yearning for Hashem and therefore we don't have any business with sin and then when that happens when we reveal that then the Jewish soul arouses itself to truly yearn for Hashem because we're realizing and we feel that Hashem is everything Hashem reveals the unity to us even in the lowest places that the Malchus is even there and then Hashem forgives our sins because now he sees we're yearning for him. And all our averes were only mistakes. So it comes out, the essence of the day of the Kippur is to succeed and see and feel the true divinity of Hashem, which is Bina, within the creation, which is Malchus. And the actual work is reflecting on this and taking to heart the truth over the mistakes we had and to yearn for Kaddish Baruch Hu in that area. Okay. So that is, and then he just repeats the idea again uh, for to make sure you got the message there. But this is how we want to end with a very strong connection to Kaddish Baruch Hu. So this ends the first part, the Avodah Sayom. Second chapter, and the last chapter here, is the Kavona during Tfilas Ni'ilah, and what we call the chasima, the sealing, the seal of the judgment. So in the first paragraph, first section, he says, what is this idea where things are being sealed? It says, nechtam hachosem. The seal is imprinted. That's what Ni'ila is all about. We say we should have a chasima tova, the chasima. It's written on Rosh Hashanah. It's sealed on Yom Kippur. When is it sealed? At Ni'ila. So what, and therefore we change our Vino Malkeinu. We say, Chasmenu. Seal us. So what's the idea of a seal? Now, the simple meaning is, God makes a decree, and he puts the seal on it. He verifies it, and that's the simple meaning. There's a much deeper meaning. Usually a seal, a seal means it's finished. There's nothing more to talk about. Right? Once the seal's on, done. No more talking about it. Yeah? So, I think we learned that it is still until Hanukkah. Yes, until Hanukkah. We'll have to discuss what that means. But that's if we didn't succeed. We want to succeed. But the deeper aspect is that we're sealing and closing ourselves from going after evil. And we're obligating ourselves to be trustworthy to Hashem and to protect the truth that we merited to receive during this whole high holiday period. So not only is God sealing the judgment, we're sealing ourselves. And these aren't two separate things. But to the degree that we decide to seal and guard ourselves, so too we're going to have that kind of a seal of the judgment. Right? Because you're already creating great merits by saying, I, I don't want to go back to the way I was before. I make, I'm making up, it's almost like a vow. I'm going to be, do my best to get close to you. So if that's what you really want, then I'm going to judge it that way. You can't say, oh, I had a great Yom Kippur. Now I'll go back to being a bum. No, no, that's not, that's not a chasimah. 
That's a joke. He said, okay, I know you're judging me today. Okay, I really, I really want you to help me, but I'm not sealing, I'm not sealing it. You want Hashem to seal you for a good year? Why don't you seal yourself? You're saying, I'm gonna look at, at the divinity and everything. I'm gonna only want you. Now that's a very nice idea, but have you sealed it? So when we make a seal ourselves, then Hashem will make the seal for us. That's point number one. Point number two, he says, remember we said when we have the, the 10 days of tshuva, but we have 11 spiros. We're always having this problem. It's 10 days, but 11 spiros, because we're using das. So what's left for Yom Kippur is two things, yesod and malchus. Those are the last two things we have to finish up. So these two, these seals, there's really two seals. Seal number one is the seal of Yesod, bonding, and seal number two is Yesod of Malchus. So therefore, the, uh, very interesting, the seal of Nevi'ilah is called the seal of Yesod. But the truth of the matter is, the seal of Malchus does not come until Hoshana Rabbah. That's going to be the final seal. Okay? And that means the seal means we accept upon ourselves to not deviate from Hashem and not to go after the Yetzirah and not to go after the Klippas. And with that, we close the Shefa that Hashem sends us. That we won't use it for Klippas and the Shefa will only be used to reveal Hashem and not the F opposite. And we'll see Dafka, Yesod, and Malchus is where the Chasima is. Whereas of the 11 spheros, the Chasima, the seal is Yesod and Malchus. Because these are the meters that bring it to the final reality. We finished the job completely, and now that's the seal. It is done. Yeah? So is it, are we saying that people can come only for Nehla? No, you can't only come from the Eila because you haven't done the work. You can't get to your soul if you haven't done the first nine spheres. It's not possible. Can you, can you say, you know, it's like, so let's say, let's say your soul is, or the Malchus is putting the mezuzah on the door. But if you didn't build a house, there's no house, put a mezuzah in the air. Putting that mezuzah on the door, what's that saying? That's the malchus. It's all, this is Hashem's house. Okay, I'm going to put a mezuzah on the door, but there's no house. You can't do that. You got to build a structure. You had to start from El, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. Now you're ready. Let's seal the deal. So therefore, we have to seal again, as we said. If we, if we seal the Yesod properly, then you'll merit a Chasimah Tova. Now, therefore, what is the real Avoda of Yesod? We already said, Yesod are aspects of Shmirat HaKedusha, guarding your holiness. Not only in action, but to separate from all kinds of things and um, and to look at the inner content of that. And if you can do that, you can succeed. And I want to explain what this means. Let's go back and explain your soul again. 
Yisod is the power of bonding with something or someone. The Yisod, that Mita, is the glue where everything is, is one. Now, another point is, if you really want to connect with anything or anyone, there's got to be a lot of pleasure. If you want to connect with food, it better taste good. If it tastes lousy, you don't connect. If you want to connect with another person, it better be a tasty, good relationship. Pleasure creates the bond. That's the nature of anybody. That is the glue that holds the two people together. If I don't really like you, but I'm only with you because we have a mutual need, that's not going to last long. So you need this yesod, and it's got to be pleasurable. So here's the point. The job of the of working on the media soda is not just to guard it in an act, active way. In other words, okay, stay away from looking at things you shouldn't look at. Uh, don't be involved in, in sexual misconduct and things like that. That's the action. But the real point is, the positive point is, I want to connect Hashem because it's so pleasurable. And I don't want to connect to things that are not pleasurable. And that's then you'll be able to keep the covenant and live in that way. Because if all you want is to be connected and to enjoy HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that gives you your satisfaction in life, I'm not interested in these terrible fake satisfactions. And that's what... The, um, the nature of a person God created us to like pleasure Hashem created us to want pleasure but we got to understand the only pleasures Hashem wants us to have are holy pleasures to feel the sweetness of Hashem to feel the sweetness of the Torah the sweetness of, of the Avodah the sweetness of coming close the sweetness of Amuna. That's the sweetness Hashem wants to have. So it's, and it's not enough to say, you know, I enjoy being with Hashem. It's, it's nice. It's not enough. It has to be like this. I enjoy only being with Hashem. Only with Hashem. Only with His Torah. Only with the mitzvahs I do. Now, of course, I will enjoy people because they are the image of Hashem. So it's part of Hashem again. It's not like, okay, I really, I really enjoyed being in shul today. I enjoyed it. But I also enjoy going to the, onto the internet after shops. Well, that, that, that's not working. you got to say, I, the only enjoyment of my life is whatever is connected to Hashem. Things that are totally away from Hashem, I'm not interested. It's, it's a waste of my time. So you got to seal yourself to not want to have pleasure from other things and not to bond with these other things. Now, of course, the obvious question is, what do you mean? But aren't other things supposed to be pleasurable? What, you're not supposed to have some good food on Yontif? So, so in footnote Kufmem Test, the author gives a fundamental point. The whole creation of the world has sparks from the infinite God that gives them life, and without them they can't exist. And any pleasure that something has, it's rooted in that spark that's inside of that. So if a person has any physical pleasure permissible in any way, and he needs it, he should take it. But he has to take pleasure from the holy aspect to see the inner contact and feeling the pleasure of the spark of divinity that's in there. And that's the only pleasure I want. And the outer pleasure is not important. 
but it's a very sophisticated way of having pleasure. It's a very tasty food, but it's, you know, tasty food is just hinting fact that there's a lot of divinity inside. The connection to Hashem that I get from the food is what I enjoy. The food can taste good too, but if it doesn't, it's also fine. And now we'll talk about something, what about something that's prohibited? Trafe. How do we look at that? Trafe, we obviously stay away from it, but not from the fact that we're saying, well, trafe really is good, but I'm forced not to be with it. So you gotta say, no, trafe is evil and there's nothing good about it. If it's trafe, it cannot be good. I am feeling a pull to it. I'm feeling some kind of pleasure. That's not from the evil. It's from the spark of holiness that's inside. Even in a pig, there's a spark of holiness that keeps it going. Okay? And how do we enjoy that spark? By not eating the pig. When you're eating something that's kosher and you're tasting the pig, the, the kosher food, you're enjoying the spark that's in there that's going into you. You're looking at the pig say, no, I can't eat it. I'm enjoying the spark that wants to attract me to it. Let's say you have a time to do an Avera. So the way you gotta look at it is like this. I'm not interested in that because that can't be good. But the fact that I'm attracted to it means there's a spark of godliness there. So I want the spark of godliness that's telling me to stay away from it and that I will enjoy but not the pig. That's how you stay away from evil, right? And not to say it really has a pleasure, but I'm overcoming myself not to have the pleasure, but to say there can be no pleasure in that which is evil. And if something is pulling me to think there is a pleasure, that's only the spark of holiness, and I will not take the spark of holiness with the evil that goes with it. I'll just take the spark of holiness. You know what? The pig may look tasty, but it's tastier not to eat it. It sounds tasty for me to eat like a pig, but it tastes better to have control. The truth is the exact opposite from the seductions of the Yetzirah. And that is what helps us to overcome those challenges. And this is the Avoda of this sealing that we're trying to do at Ni'ila. To arouse a strong yearning for Hashem, to strengthen the vitality and the pleasure that lies in Kedusha, to denigrate in our hearts anything else that other than that until you reach a level that I have no pleasure from anything but the pleasure of Hashem and the service of Hashem. And that's why we know what's the mushal of the Yetzirah that's fighting Kedusha, that's the snake. Now it's very interesting, it says that the snake will crawl on its, uh, on its belly. Okay, so Chazal say, oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, Chazal say when you're in the middle of davening, the Amida, if a non-poisonous snake is crawling around your leg, don't stop. It's poisonous, obviously, you can get killed. But you're davening and a snake is crawling around you. It's a regular gardener snake. So you might want to give it, it says, don't stop. So what does that mean on a mystical level? 
if the snake, that's the Yetzirah, is winding around your ankles, how do you contend with it? Is to not stop. In other words, keep doing what you're doing. I'm davening. I'm doing something good. The snake says, don't daven. Have a bad thought. You know what? Don't stop davening. In other words, ignore him. Enter, stay where you're at in the holy place, and therefore that false pleasure will automatically leave. That's all there is that we have to do. That, that's the concept that we're saying. To reach that state where you truly see this is Gishmak, Hashem is Gishmak. Everything else is, is fake, and I'm not even interested in that. And that's the Hasima of Yesod. Means I'm bonding with Hashem. The only thing I want is Hashem. Other things I don't. I not that I have to even fight against them. They're yachfui terrible. I why do I have a desire for it? Because there's kedusha in it. But I want the kedusha say I will not take this. And there's no greater pleasure than not taking something like that. Okay, we'll stop it over there. We just have just enough time to finish. Uh, the Yom Kippur Avodah tomorrow, Bezir Sashem.